The Football Trash Talk for Real Fans podcast is a free-flowing conversation that may touch on mature subjects. While the opinions are real, the research probably isn't, and somehow Atticus will find a way to talk about the Knicks. And here we go. He trunk dudes. It wasn't just in a preseason game. He did it pretty consistently. <laughs> he left dudes saying what happened. You better put some respect on his name when we're talking about the champion, the Davion Clown. And I'm just going on eye test here, right? Like, I like the look of this coaching staff, you know? All right, enough of this. Let's see what kind of shit we get into today. <laughs> Are you high? Boy, it's all yours. So this is a weird Wednesday night getting together. I've been trying to uh, trying to listen to some podcasts to see uh, get some tips, some pointers, see if we can get better. Uh, I mean, if, if there's ever a guru, it's probably Joe Rogan. You know, he's had you know the most lasting podcast going. I think. I'm not sure there's anybody. That's why I'd have to dig into that. But you know, I think I think honestly, Adam Carolla is up there too. He's got a, he's got a one that's randomly been around a long, long time. I think Corolla actually is the one that got Rogan into doing it because they uh, they did that man show together for a little while. Joe Rogan was on the man show. Yeah, I don't remember that. I remember when it was him and um, who's the guy that he's got his own talk show now. Um, what the fuck, Jimmy Kimmel. There it is. Yeah, I remember when it was Kimmel and Corolla, and the uh, the old guy that played the organ. I remember that. Oh, we got a special guest right behind you. Yeah. My my fine. I'm looking it up. It wasn't a man show, but there was like a pre-man show that kind of had the same same thing going. Yeah. No, Joe Rogan was on it. 2003-2004. I don't remember. I must... Uh, you know what? I don't think I was watching the man show. Like, I remember watching the man show in high school. So I was in like late 90s. And I think I watched... But then by 90... By 2003-2004, I was like into the Daily Show and I was watching all those like political... Uh, you know, comedic political shows. That that's kind of what I was into at that point. Like I was, I was probably more into Letterman at that point than I was the Man Show. Sure. Yeah. You're a Bill Maher fan too. Yeah, to an extent. To an extent. Sometimes he goes off the uh, off the rails a little bit for me, but yeah, no, I watch him. I like Bill Maher. He like well, he's funny. Number yeah, one. yeah, funny as hell. Uh, I don't care what what you try to align yourself with. Like he's he's funny. So let's. Yeah. Let's just keep it like that. And it's it's really funny, you know, whether left or right, when your own affiliated like comedian or talk show host starts going in on you as well, like then you got problems. Like when he's going in on the left for some dumb shit, which he has recently, it, it's just yeah. hilarious. But that's a different podcast, Chris. Yeah, that is a different podcast that we're not gonna you we're know, not gonna yeah. touch on our on the holy sanctity that is football trash talk. You know, we uh, and we have football to talk about. So we do finally, finally. You know what, Mary, Mary season Eve. I know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hyped up, man. So uh, the other fantasy football league that I'm in, somebody posted something about you know can't wait for Sunday, and then a response to that was, well, we got football tomorrow night, and that response was, I'm not watching that that shit. I was like, I am. You know, it's football. yeah. It's gonna be one. It's honestly like week one. It's one of the better one of the better matchups. It's a good matchup. It's football from a fantasy perspective. There's a lot of players that you know have intrigue. So, so I actually fantasy, was I actually was considering uh, I was considering uh, offering you Sanders, but then I realized Goodwin plays tomorrow night, so I probably wouldn't have him in time. To uh, I wouldn't have him in time to uh to start. So I am the commish, though. 
Like you can, can push that through. I can, you push, can push that through <laughs> as long as it's legit. Right. Yeah. You know, you declined my trade offer, which was an absolutely fair trade offer. Yeah. But those, the guys you're giving me would only like one of them would start simply because I got rid of a guy. Like it would, it wouldn't be like someone I would trade for normally. Yeah. But he's a starter. So he's a starter. Cause I was trading away a starter. Like, Good, Goodwin on my team would start no matter what. The guy you were like, I don't even remember who they were, but they would only be starters because now I had a hole because I traded you. Uh, like it one was, of my starters. it was either Shark or you no, know, it was Shark. Yeah, and you know the trade the 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 trade raider said normally we would say don't do this trade for from my end because Shark's the most valued player in the trade. But if you need a running back, make the trade. So, question. Yeah, I like I like names. What can I say? I know you I, do. I like I like third rounders. I know you do. <laughs> so anyway, let's let's uh, pop the cork on this and get going in that game. Uh, so we got the Cowboys visiting the Buccaneers. Uh, not sure what the line is, but without even looking it up, I'm going to go ahead and assume the Buccaneers are the favorites. Probably without again without looking it up, I'd say. Five point favorites. Let's go higher. Let's go eight and a half. Really? Yeah. Really. Okay. So, I, 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 so with that, I'm taking the Cowboys. Cowboys to cover. Yeah. 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 And then the over under is fifty one and a half. And normally I would say that's a lot of points, especially for a Thursday night game. So with that said, I'll take the over. Yeah. I mean, so you got you got a lot of continuity with the Bucks. Obviously, they're returning everybody, so you assume they're going to be good to go, right? Um, and uh, Dak, you know, you got Dak back on the Cowboys, and they were prolific on offense at least before, uh, you know, before Dak went down. Uh, they're good for five hundred yards and thirty-five, you know, to forty something points. So, yeah, I mean, the overs. That I mean. Shoot, one of the these teams are going to get close. Like the Buccaneers alone can get close to the over by themselves. They'll get you over halfway there. So, I mean, I just you know I know I and I can't think of the guy's name now. But I know Dallas uh, drafted that linebacker out of Penn State uh, with the first round pick. Um, but other than Parsons. that, I, I yeah Parsons. But other than that, I still think uh, I still think their secondary is a little weak. Um, I just, I just don't see them, you know, for, for everything I would say about the Browns, right? Like everything I would say where, okay, the best time to, if you're going to win a game, if you're going to win a game as an underdog, it's week one on the road before everyone, you know, has, has time to kind of knock the rust off, so to speak. Yeah. But when Tom Brady, Tom Brady, he's probably had this team ready to play this game for three weeks. They're under the bright lights. They're at home. Are they unveiling the, the the banner at this game? Is this the banner unveiling? I mean, wouldn't you? Thursday night, yeah. kickoff season. Thursday night, eyes of the world on you. Yeah, I mean, there's just gonna be too much hype. I don't, I, and we don't, you know, and we don't know what Dak's gonna be like. Like, you know, he's cleared to play, but there've been there's still some shoulder issues there, and uh, you know, I I'm still not sold on Mike McCarthy uh, being the right fit for this team. So, you know, I think there are just too many question marks. So, yeah, I can't see them losing by that much. Um, you know, they'll score a garbage time touchdown and make the score look closer than what it is. But I don't think at the same time, I don't think Tampa Bay is ever going to be in like danger of losing this game. Uh, I would agree with you. Right. The only the only question mark I have for Tampa Bay, you know, everybody's talked about it. They're returning all 22 of their starters. Uh, one of those is out. So, you know, and it's a pretty big one. It's a free safety whitehead. Uh, you know, he had a pretty good playoff run, you know, as that defense finally started gelling together, you know, and uh, that might be an interesting missing piece. You know, I don't know what their second, you know, the second string, never heard of him, Chris Cooper. Don't know what he's going to do. But, uh, you know, that that could be exploitable. Because you have three quality receivers playing for Dallas, right? Um, 
you know, the question mark is Dak. You know, the, the guy threw for the most yards in any four-game span last year before he went down with the injury in game five. Um, can he do that again? That's the question. Yeah, I, I and the thing is, so on the Dallas side, though, you do have, I think there's one of their start, like, arguably their best lineman is out due to COVID. Um. And it's 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 not so much that I doubt Dallas's ability to score in this game. I think Tampa Bay's defense is just good enough, or is better is better is far enough ahead of Dallas's defense that eventually it's going to come down to one or two defensive stops. And I trust the Buccaneers' defense to get it when they need to. I don't trust the until the Cowboys' defense does it. I don't trust them to get that same stop. And that's that's ultimately what's going to come down to. So yeah, take the over on points. And sure, I'll take the Cowboys to cover. But at the same time, it'll be like they'll cover because they'll get some sort of garbage time backdoor touchdown or something or field goal or some, something like that. Um, but I, I think this game, like Tampa Bay will be comfortably, you know, somewhere between six to nine points ahead the entire game. I can agree with that. You know, I don't think we've, uh, especially with a full year under, under his belt in Tampa Bay, playing with that team, everybody coming back together. You know, Tom is synonymous with with preparation. You said he's they've probably been ready to go since you know week one of the preseason, and um, you know I, I just see them gelling really well. So I'm super psyched, really, just to kind of sit back, watch a game. Yes, it's Dallas, and I hate Dallas just because they're Dallas. But like, you know, from a fan perspective, it's intriguing. Because they do have what could be a very prolific offense, and uh, you know, with a couple questions, uh, I agree that they, you know, even their linebacker core, right? Like, yeah, they drafted Parsons. They also had that sneaky draft pick, Jabril Cox, right? Like, they, they right. snuck in and got him too. He's not starting, uh, but Jalen Smith isn't starting either, and Vander Ash they didn't extend. So, like. Is there a reason for all that? They just maybe they don't have the money to make that kind of decision right now. Uh, he's been injury prone, so uh, you know linebackers and secondary question marks big time. Well, you know, and they do have some question marks on offense too. How's how's Zeke going to bounce back? Like the last couple of years, he's been uh, you know better than average, I suppose, but he hasn't been what everyone expected him to be when he you know what he what he showed the first couple seasons. Um, you know, he does, you know, I, I think you made the comment, um, before, I think it was during the hall of fame game. You made the comment that he looks, uh, looks, looks cut, looks in shape, which is, which is a good sign. Um, I don't know, man. The, the thing about the Cowboys is it just seems every year there's, you know, and obviously injuries you can't help, but there just seems like there's a distraction. Zeke's getting into a fight with a parking attendant. <laughs> you know, there, there's just something like that every year with this team. And, I just, you know, they don't I, – I, I just they're, – they're not mature enough to go and win this game. That, that's just what it comes down to for me. And like you said, uh, you know, not even looking past all the question marks. By the way, what happened to Vander Esch? Like, he was a stud two years ago, right? Injuries. Yeah. I mean, that's it. When he's uh, – you know, he's the second coming of uh, Sean Lee, right? Like, Sean Lee was a monster linebacker. I did not – like him on the other side of the ball against the Eagles twice a year whatsoever. Uh, never really wished injury on anybody, but like if it so happens that he's injury prone, I'm not going to be mad. Kind of sucks. He's a Penn State guy. You don't like ever seeing that with Penn State guys. But, you know, Lane Manoris is the same deal, right? Like he, uh, you know, he had a very similar, you know, he came out that rookie year. Kind of like Zeke did on offense. Zeke ran for 1,600 yards his rookie year. The elevators came in and and was just a monster and uh, and looked the part, right? Like he was scary looking. He's a big dude playing linebacker, and he's a ball hawk. And, and then he just injuries. And it, it, I think it was a back, right? And, and, like, that's probably, in my estimation, that's probably the worst injury. For, for football players, right? Like, I mean, obviously there's the ACL, but the ACL is not the death sentence it used to be 20 years ago, right? Like, right. people come back, you know, and, and modern medicine is pretty fucking cool 
you know, and, and, and they, they figured it out. Um, you can't figure out backs, man. Yeah. Yeah. Once, once your back starts going, it's, uh, it's not a good thing. So, you know, interestingly enough, did you know, outside of running backs, linebackers have the shortest average NFL career? Um, so it kind of, it kind of brings me to my, uh, question I want to ask you based on their playing styles and, uh, you know, everything else we've already kind of touched on Mika Parsons as, as, you know, I, I think he was a good draft pick. Um, dude, dude seems real aggressive, but who do you think ultimately goes on to have the better career, him or JOK? Barring injury. No, everything included. Cause that's. I'll give you my answer, and this is going to sound a little bit like a homework pick, but I'm going to say JOK simply because the type of linebacker he is, and the way I think the Browns are going to use him, he's not going to be he's not going to be in line for as many injuries. Okay. I think you know Mika Parsons is going to be the the, the dude that tweaks something, right? So and then long, longer career or better career? <sighs> well, I mean, if if. It, okay, so I mean, I guess it depends on what you consider better. Like if Mika Parsons, let's just say, has a, a Van Der Esch career where he lights the world on fire for the first two years and then something happens and he's, you know, not the same for the rest of it versus JOK, who maybe is a above average linebacker, but he ends up playing, you know, he's a solid linebacker for the next eight years as opposed to three or four, which, which would you rather have? I mean, I'd probably like to have a solid linebacker for eight, nine years, right? Um, Penn State linebackers haven't, I don't, you know, in recent history, they've had some studs. Sean Lee, LeVar Arrington, uh, you know, they have not lasted long. I mean, Sean Lee lasted a while, but that's simply because he just kept coming back from injuries. Yeah, well, I can't think of the last time Sean Lee played a full season. And and going to Vanderesh because I got it right here. He uh, his rookie season he had 140 combined with 102 solo tackles. Right, played six, played in 11 games, or started in 11, played in 16. 2019 played in nine, 2020 played in 10, and his production was basically cut in half. You know, so when he was playing, he was still playing at, at, at that level. He just wasn't playing a lot. He missed half the season two years in a row. So right. that's that's what he's coming into. And I guess that's probably why they didn't extend him. Why would you? You know, you're not, you know, you're not going to take a flyer on the option right now. Right. So back to your question. I'm, I'm going to sound like a homer. I'm still going to go like Parsons. I wanted him so bad on the Eagles. I like his story. You know, like his family's been Cowboy fans his whole life. He wanted to go to the Cowboys. He went to the Cowboys, right? But he was a Pennsylvania dude, and he went to Penn State. Traitor. But, uh, like, he's a phenomenal athlete. So, I think he's going to have a better career. I think, I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me for the – I just think the style, like, j just the way I'm saying – although JOK, you know, he did okay in, in preseason. He, like, his the first preseason game, he had something like 11, 11 tackles and three three behind the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, he, he kind of lit it up, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, it all comes – I think just by the way they're talking about using him, kind of more of a hybrid defender that's going to drop into coverage as much as he's going to rush – I think that's going to extend his career because he's not going to be taking the same kind of pounding that Mika Parsons is. And uh, I think on, you know, on, on defense, we have some solid players. So for the Browns anyway, you know, having the, having him be solid for eight, nine years is more valuable than having him amazing for three and then getting injured. So is that it? Is we'll see. Tampa Bay? No, no dissenting there. Tampa Bay wins. Uh, Tampa Bay wins. I'm gonna, but I, I still think Dallas covers. I could see a 38, 31 score, something around there. Yeah, I, I was thinking 35, 31. So, so interesting question. Chad Johnson considers himself one of the best route runners in in, in all of history of football, 
right? Okay. And mm-hmm. he ran good routes. So, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna argue that. I haven't I haven't dug in deep and gotten real granular on who's the best route runner ever. Uh I guess I could Google it because someone probably has. But they they uh the question is 10, 10, 10 routes, Chad Johnson versus Dion, who are you taking to win that? Dion. Yeah, all day. Yeah. I don't even think it's a question. Because Dion, like, if if Dion's easily one of the top five best defensive backs ever, right? Yeah. If not, like probably top three. If I was like really if we were really just way him out there. So if he's top three, I don't consider top Chad Johnson like I don't even know if I have even if you consider him the best route runner, I don't know if I consider him in the in the pantheon of wide receivers. I mean, I can think of, let's see, I mean, Rice, Brown, Moss. I mean, you can go through the list, Megatron. I, I can think of, like, I, I don't know, if is Chad Johnson a top 10 all-time wide receiver? Well, as far as power ranking the NFL's best route runners, um, let's see where they rank them. They got some crazy names on this list. I'll run it down here in a second. I'm just seeing if I can find him. Nope. He's not even in the top 25. Oof. Calvin Johnson's number one. Yeah. See, Calvin Johnson versus Dion, that would be a – I feel like I'd go Matt Megatron on that, right? Because he's got the height and – I mean, Megatron used to get like routinely like they would just stick. They, they they wouldn't even disguise it. They would just stick two guys on him. So like, I feel like I feel like Megatron wins in a best of ten against Deion Sanders. But Deion Sanders, I, I don't even think it would be like I don't even know if it would be close. I think it would be like seven three or something like that. They rank Dion number three, Rod Woodson number two, Ronnie Lott number one. Really? Okay. It's interesting. Where uh just out of curiosity, where was Rebus? Because those those three names I had thought of when we were talking about DBs, I don't know if I necessarily had them in that order. Rebus is seventeen. Wow, really? Yeah. Man. Maybe maybe it's just region uh, recency bias, but uh, so Troy Palomalo, sixteen, Steve Atwater, Emil Tunnen. I don't know who they, he played for the Giants in the in the fifties. So I'm Mike sure Atticus has his jersey. I, I bet he does. <laughs> uh, Mike Haynes, who played for the for the Raiders back in the eighties. Uh, Charles Woodson, he was pretty fucking good. Ed Reed, Paul Krause, another old school name. Herb Adderley, another old school. Jack Tatum, pretty phenomenal. Daryl Green might have been the fastest dude ever in the NFL before they started timing people. Like, he was doing that with his super oversized shoulder pads, and he was still running four twos. Right, right. Um, Champ Bailey, Mel Blunt, Dick Knight, Train Lane, Dion, Woodson, Lott. So... I mean, there's, there's been some good cornerbacks in the league. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've always wondered why, like, what do you think makes someone decide to be a DB versus be a wide receiver? Because I feel like they have very similar skill sets to an extent. Dropsies. You think? Coaching. Yeah. Right? Like, I feel like I could put Deion Sanders on, and I know they ran him on the offense a little bit, but I feel like, he could be a full time, like maybe not your starting wide or your number one, but he could be a solid slot guy. Yeah, and he was a solid slot guy, and he was a great returner. And like when they when they needed a return for a touchdown, he did it, which was like just freaky to me, right? right? Like, right. like the amount of times like they needed it done, he got it done. Um, you know, I probably, you know, there's that show All American on TV where, you know, I've, I think I've watched the first half of the first season, right? 
I've watched the uh, I've watched the entire uh, well at least up through season two. I don't that season three hadn't come out yet when I watched it, but yeah. So they took that kid who was a uh, you know played offense and switched schools and they they put him on the defensive side of the ball, made him a safety, you know. Yeah. Somewhere along the line, a coach just says, "I need an athlete that can cover." Right. And that's and that's it. That's that's all she wrote. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. I like the question though, right? Like, and and I don't know what else you could do. Like, who else could you? Okay, Zeke Elliott versus Micah Parsons in, in going through the hole. You know, kind of reminds me of Bo Jackson and uh, and Bosworth, right? Who's going to win that matchup? Right. Ten out of ten times, Bo's winning that matchup. Right. You know, he trucked Bosworth hard. Like it was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I was a huge Bosworth fan. Didn't yeah. Bosworth, didn't he like not he didn't he went to school in Oklahoma? Where did yeah. he go to school? Went yeah. to Oklahoma, played like a wild man, and you know, Royds and, and whatever, even though he'll he'll still deny it. He's like, you know, I I took him under doctor's order, right? To to heal faster. That was his thing. But like he just he had reckless abandon with his body. So by the time he got to the NFL, his body was shot. And and like you know, you said it earlier. You know, linebackers number two behind running backs. Like what's what's your job? You know, your job is to run full speed into a guy coming the opposite direction, running full speed. Right? Like that's where the collisions happen. You know, safeties kind of get thrown in there too, but like the impact is is not as great as it is with the linebackers. That's their job. Right. You know, and the running back's job is I'm going to run through you. Yeah. Well, in the safety safeties, it's a little bit different because usually when you see a big hit from a safety, it's on a receiver that might not, that the receiver's like in the middle of turning or he's safety usually has an angle, you know, he's not hitting dead on to the receiver. And plus receivers generally speaking are going to be like, like not, there's not as much to a receiver as a running back. Like, you don't got a, a, a wide receiver in the league right now with Saquon's thighs. You know, that just doesn't, that's just not a thing. It'd be kind of great if it was, but it's, it's not a thing. So. What are you most looking forward to with uh, football season? I mean, I, I the Browns, man. It's gonna be great to finally. <laughs> it's gonna be great to finally be able to cheer for a team that uh, you know they they should win more than they lose this year, um, and that's not something I've been able to say much uh, over the last twenty years. So, um, you know, most seasons I go in thinking, okay, eight and eight, and with the the only couples, there's been like two seasons I can remember. Uh, the first season with Odell, so 2019, I was expecting more than what happened. And then I think the – I didn't expect them to, like, win a ton, but I expected about eight and eight, like, Brady Quinn's first full season. Right. Because they had him and they had uh, – who was that? Peyton Hillis. Like, that was back in those days. So, like, outside of that, like, you know, it, it's – the Browns, you, I usually write off and just focus on my fantasy football team by you know week eight. So it's definitely going to be uh, it's definitely going to be fun to get to watch them. Um, outside of that, you know, I'm excited about the rookie quarterbacks this year. There's a lot of rookie quarterbacks on teams that have expectations, which isn't a normal a normal thing, not to this level anyway. So you got Trey Lance on the Niners, and they're they're expected to do some make some noise. And although he's not the starter yet, you I not a lot of people are saying he won't supplant Garoppolo at some point. You got uh, Justin Fields on the bears. And again, not expecting a ton from the bears. They were a playoff team last year, you know, and plus you got Nagy kind of on the hot seat. So who knows what happens there? Um, You know, and even, even the ones like Wilson, um, you know, I think he's going to be fun to watch on the jets, Trevor uh, uh, Lawrence on the, uh, on the Jaguars. It's going to be fun to see. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, you know, um, I'm, I'm interested. even interested to see Sam Darnold in Carolina. Yeah. 
you know, outside of New York, outside of the press, kind of no pressure. What's going to happen? I'm pretty excited about that. Does he have a receiver to throw to out there, though? Let me see what their depth chart looks like. Like, I know there's one. I can't think of the the guy's name, but there's one uh, Carolina receiver, I think, in the top, like, 40, maybe. DJ, DJ Moore. Yeah, DJ Moore. He's up there, but. DJ Moore, Terrence Marshall Jr., Dan Arnold at tight end, Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson's decent. He's sneaky good, yeah. And they actually played together for the Jets. So, yeah, that might be something to watch out for. And, of course, he he has the ultimate uh, bailout pass to, you know, run CM CM McCaffrey. So, Christian Mick. And they got got Chubba Hubbard backing him up. And that rookie running back might be somebody to watch. Everybody's talking about Javante Williams with the Broncos and, you know, what's it? What's his name? Michael Carter with the Jets. Those are the two yeah. that they're talking about. Well, Najee Harris, too, but um, I don't like talking about the Steelers too much. Anyway, uh, but Chubba Hubbard's someone to watch out for. Keep an eye on him. What are your thoughts on Gainwell on the Eagles? It's going to be interesting what kind of run he can get, you know, like, uh, you know, he's they're, third, they're, right behind Boston and Sanders. Yeah. They got uh, Boston and Sanders and they, they, they signed Jordan Howard to the road, to the practice squad. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Pat, uh, um, practice squads, you see that uh, Le'Veon Bell got signed by the Ravens. We'll see. We'll see what happens. He's on the, uh, he's on the practice squad for now. Yeah, I don't think he made the depth chart yet. No, because the 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 Ravens still have uh, Gus, obviously, and then there's another guy who Tyson named, Williams. Tyson Williams, and apparently they're pretty big on both of them. Like they're they're pretty su- you know secure in having them. I mean, is Le'Veon Bell done? I I, I know he had some contract stuff, and then he I, I don't know he didn't seem to really catch on on the Chiefs at all. Um, I don't – well, see, the Chiefs is a weird gauge because, one, they had Hilaire, right? So they had they had him, and he was productive. But let me see what he did with them. You know, when he came to them towards the end of the season, played in nine games, averaged four yards a carry, I mean, nothing crazy. He had 13 receptions, 99 yards. He uh, he only scored two touchdowns. So, it's a long way away from where he was. He's only 29 years old. Yeah, well, Gurley's only 28. Yeah, but Gurley's got knee issues. Like, I can't figure out what happened to Le'Veon Bell. Gurley for, for a year. while. Gurley for a while last year was a top six running back in fantasy anyway. Uh, with the Jets, he just didn't play well, but it was the Jets. Right. You know, like who played well for the Jets? Frank Gore, maybe. Right. What about you? What what's uh any any big things? I'm you're looking for I'm looking for hits, man. I, I know that. They're trying to curb some of the, the impacts, but like big hits are always one of my favorites. Big hits and big catches. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I think about big hits, you know, and a couple come to mind, but like, is there any big hit that you saw that just made you go, Ooh, that was nasty. That's going to be a highlight reel forever. I mean, the last one I can really remember wasn't even the NFL, but it was Jadavion Clowney hitting the dude from Michigan in that bowl game. That's the last one I that, like, pops into my head. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, shoot, we're not even that far removed. I mean, well, I guess it's been a while now, but, I mean, it was, like, what, in the early 2000s where uh, ESPN always ran that segment, like, lower the boom or whatever it was. And, yeah. Yeah, they just showed, jacked like, up. Yeah, jacked yeah. up. There you go. Yeah, that – I mean, they've really – but, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about uh, on Sunday with, with Tom Brady saying, you know, they've really taken the, 
the onus of protecting your own players and putting it on the defense to protect the offense. Yep. Um, it'll be interesting. I mean, you don't like, I mean, I remember it wasn't that long ago. Was it, who was the, the linebacker on the Steelers who was saying like, I can't, I can't play this game anymore because the, the way like it was, I, I don't want to say it was Troy Palomalo. I don't think it was him. It was the other guy. But they had a linebacker complaining, but he's like, I can't play anymore. Like, we can't do anything. Yeah. What's the point of us being out here? Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I, do you think it's better for the league? Like, I don't know. Do you I go back and forth because like it's it's fun from a it's fun from a, a number of perspectives you think about because what what games do you remember more? Do you remember the the you know 10 14 defensive battles, or do you remember the the, the uh Chiefs? Uh, Rams from 2019, where they put up like, you know, 70 some odd points on a Monday night. Yeah. From a fantasy perspective, what's more fun? Watching your scores go up. I mean, oh, yeah. so. I mean, that's know. what I'm hoping for tomorrow night. I'm hoping CD Lamb gets wide open for a couple touchdowns. But we'll see. Yeah. I mean, really, really weird to cheer for a Cowboy, but we'll deal with it. Um, you already, you already writing good one off. You already mentally taking them off your roster. No, Lamb's in my other league. So, oh, Lamb's in your other league, All right? Yeah, you know, but I got two wide receivers going more and I. So it's it's a it's a good game for me to watch. Yeah, I got I got some players active. You know what I'm most worried about about our the fantasy league we have. I I, I could have taken Odell. I could have taken Odell, and I took Jamar Chase instead, just because I overthought it and was like. He has good. He's had some good games under Stefanski, but he hasn't made it past week nine, right? The last three seasons. Um, and I think I overthought it and ended up with Jamar Chase, who still, I mean, we don't know. So he had some stuff in preseason. We'll see what happens when the lights are on and the game's real. Some dudes just do that, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I that's the one thing I think I might uh that that might come back to haunt me. Okay. It might, you know, I mean, I stayed away from Odell, so, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things where, who else did I stay away from? I stayed away from Odell, I stayed away from Mike Thomas, I stayed away from Will Fuller, um, who else did I stay away from? I was eyeing Mike Thomas. If he would have dropped like another round, I might have taken like and stashed him on the bench to see what happens. If he made it deep, right, where there right. weren't other players that I thought were going to play better, like I would have taken him. But like someone took him to, for me, too early. Right. Now, it might be a game changer for somebody come second half of the season going into the playoffs. So which, which of your fantasy teams do you like the best? Which league? I'm at four, so it's hard to say. That's too much for me. I can't. I can't do that much. I three's my limit. You know, I think I like my team that I have in our league with the with the sole like I got. I'm, I'm behind the eight ball right out the gate. You know, my third, my third and fifth round. Now it's my number two and number three running backs, but both are gone. For right. the season. So that's that's a hurt piece. Uh, I think I make up for it on wide receivers. Um, and if something weird happens with running backs, you know, we'll see. Like Damian Williams was a good running back back at, uh, at Kansas City that he sat out last year after he signed with Chicago. So, you know, yes, they have – their their main guy, but like is you know Damian Williams might supplant him, man. We'll see. It's a risk. Yeah. Um. But we'll see. So the one other thing I want to talk about tonight is uh, you know we've been kind of kicking around that idea of a what if podcast. Yep. The, like, what if the Patriots had drafted Megatron or, or something like that? Like, some sort of, you know, what if this great NFL player would have ended up on a different team? And I really like that idea. Um, I mean, it's going to be a lot more in-depth stat-wise than what we do for this podcast. We'd actually might, like, prepare or something. Like, maybe bring up a, 
a web page or something to, to <laughs> validate what we're talking about. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 really kind of kind of interested in uh, in putting something like that together. If you're out there and you're listening, you think that would be fun to to listen to? I mean, I don't know if we could make it an hour talking about that type of stuff, but um, yeah, I'm I'm really interested in 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 trying to put something like that together. Like just uh, you know, we just get together on a Thursday night, maybe put you know little half hour bits of what if this player was on this team or something, or even what if Dez caught it? Like that would be fun. Like that's a, that's a good one. What if Des, yeah. What if Romo didn't didn't fumble the uh, the extra point or the or the field goal? You right. Know? What that's a great one. Yeah. So I'm I'm game to get that going whenever whenever you want to. Uh, I'd like to I'd like to get uh, one other uh, consi- like I like Atticus on this podcast. If he wants to do the other one, by all means. But I want to get someone that can consistently uh, kind of get on here with us. I mean, let's just do guests. You know, I think that's the key is to get people in here, not really plan the conversation. And, you know, you and I talk about a lot of different ideas of what we could do in podcasts, right? And like, not really have a game plan. Let's say we brought Gorky in, right? Like, we know we're going to talk about the Jets a little bit. Uh, we don't know where the conversation is going to go. But, um, you know, just throw it out there. Like, oh, you know, we were thinking about this. What do you think, right? Like, what what's a what if you would do? You know, what if Sanchez didn't butt fumble the ball? Right. You know, things like that. We just throw at people out of nowhere. Um, I saw on the page earlier that um, I guess he's in the I guess he's in the group. Matrix. He's a pretty popular local comedian guy in Philly. And he does uh, he does videos for the Eagle games all the time. Like he's talking on the phone to somebody. I'm sure you've seen a video or two of his. Yeah. But but he posted his most recent video to the page. So does that make him a member? Has yeah, to. it has to be. Yeah, if he's posting it directly too, yeah, that's gonna be him. So I would love to get him on. Were there those other guys that seem to do like some sort of Washington-based podcast on, on our page? Yeah, there've been a, a couple times. Like I haven't seen it recently, but there are some. They, they actually have like kind of a professional setup. I'm kind of. <laughs> they I don't have know, like, Andy might have banned them. Oh really? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's well, right. They never that's contributed right. to the page. They just promoted their thing. Right. You know, that's not what we're about. You know, if you if you want to promote. Be active. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a whole different thing. So um, do, we still, do we still want to get together Friday night and uh, do a week one, just kind of week one preview or kind of recap this uh, Thursday night game and do a, do a lightning round for the... Let's do that, right? And then let's really figure out, you know, what makes... Like, I don't know if I can consistently commit to two twice a week, right? But I right. think if we're doing a podcast and we if we do it third Tuesday or Wednesday for that matter, right? We could do it either one of those nights. We could wrap up the foot the week, right, with what happened, and then we can talk about the following week as well. Right. Right. Um so I don't know. I'd like to figure something out. Sunday mornings, it's it just doesn't make sense to me. Not yeah, not if I mean because then what would we we either talk we either be talking about the week before late, or we'd be talking about by the time we got it up half the game like at best half the games would already be done and then people would hear our predictions. Yeah. <laughs> our okay. six fans would would take our gambling advice to Vegas. Well, as they should, right? As they should. We know what we're talking about, fans. Over under for the Browns. What do you think it is? Wins. For the game against the Chiefs. What do I think it is? Uh, what, points scored? Yeah. I'd say over under 27 and a half. It's 54 and a half. Oh, you mean the, the total game. I'm sorry. I thought you meant just the Browns points. So I, I guess about half. So I was, I was right. 54 <laughs> and a half. 
And right now they got the Browns are getting six. I mean, I take the Browns to cover. If for no other reason than our, our running game, I think is got to keep. I mean, it, it, last season with with and we had a, arguably a much worse defense than we. I mean, on paper, our defense is much better. Last season, I mean, what was the playoff game? They didn't they didn't score more than twenty points. No, it was like nineteen fourteen or something like that. Should be interesting. Denver's favorite in New York. That's awesome. That is awesome. Maybe that's why Atticus isn't on the pod ta- podcast maybe, tonight. Maybe. Doesn't want to. Doesn't want to answer to that. So I'm going to hold off on the rest of them. We'll talk about them Friday night. Well, I like it. Let's wrap it up. So the final, the final uh, recap. There we got Tampa Bay comfortably over Dallas. Uh, take the over on the points. Take the Cowboys to cover. Um, you you were saying like 37-31? Is that what you said? 37-31. There's a couple other lines out there. Brady, over or under 300 yards. What do you think? Over. All right. I, uh, Brady, Dak- Brady, Brady's the type of quarterback where he's, he's just going to – like Leonard Fournette, like he's going to touch the ball like three times all game because that's just the way Brady is. Like, yeah. Uh, Dak, over or under two touchdowns? Over because I don't see him coming. I, I like if I if I think they're going to get thirty one points, I don't see uh, Zeke getting like three touchdowns. So yeah, it's going to be over. It's going to be like I, I could see Zeke getting one one touchdown and, and Dak throwing for yeah three or four, like CD Lamb getting two and another one to Gallup, something like that. Whatever. No, no, uh, no Cooper. Cooper's not going to get one. <sighs> Cooper's kind of like for the number one, like, is there a more like forgotten about number one receiver? And and he claims he's the best receiver in the league. He just yeah. literally came out and said that. So I mean, they all say that, but no, I got uh I got two words for him. Devontae Adams. Uh Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. Should we keep going? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So sorry, uh, Mark. There's, there's another guy named Hopkins in Arizona. Right, you're, you're you're not you're not bad, Amari Cooper. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I wouldn't like hate to see you on the Browns, but let's 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 be real here. I give you, I give him top twelve currently. I'd say he's a top twelve, top ten maybe. I think Ceedee Lamb's a better receiver than Cooper. Yeah, yeah, and I think we're going to see that this year. Yeah, that's fair. I could definitely see that. I think there's always been this weird chemistry between Dak and, and uh, Amari in my mind. Like it just, it just, it seems like whenever like Amari's good, like if it's just, you know, a, a random play in the second quarter, but it always seems like when it, when game's on the line, Dak is more likely to run it than he is to throw to uh, Amari Cooper. Agreed. Like I can't think of a single game. So this is Amari Cooper's what third year in Dallas, Th- three and a half. Like he's been two and a half seasons in Dallas already. Let's, let's look it up before we close it down. Yeah, if he's been there too, and I can't think of a single game-winning play that he's had. Like he's had, he's gotten his yards, he's gotten his touchdowns, but I can't think of like anything that happened in, in like crunch time. I mean, he hasn't gotten a lot of touchdowns. He, I mean, he had ninety-two receptions for. 1,100 yards last year with five touchdowns. Um, you know, his problem is before he came to the Cowboys, you know, I mean, he was he was targeted 130 times for 72 receptions as a rookie. 132 for 83 in his second season. 96 for 48 his third. 107 for 75 the year he was traded to Dallas. And he actually played better in Dallas. And then he had a pretty 119 for 79, which is probably his best year. 79 receptions for almost 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns. And so 2019 was his best year. He's due for an off year. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Well, he's already got his money, right? Yeah. 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 That that's the that's the ultimately my problem with the Cowboys right now. It just seems like they have a bunch of guys who have their money and all right. Like Dak's the only one I feel like will do whatever it takes to win. There are a lot of guys who are good, but when it comes down to it, like Dak's the only one I could see like rising above where like Zeke doesn't do it. Cooper doesn't do it. Maybe CD lamb. Well, you know, Gallup, Gallup is a solid receiver, but he's not going to carry your team to the playoffs. So sorry, Cowboys. I didn't mean to bash on you this much, but what are you going to do? Spotlight game. This is what Spotlight happens. Game. Thursday night, <laughs> kicking it off. <laughs> All right. All right well, I appreciate the impromptu. Uh, I'll catch you Friday night. Let's we'll just do something quick, just kind of lightning round the. Uh, maybe we'll do over under and uh, or uh, yeah, do the over under and um, who we think is going to win each game, something like yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. All, All right, man. I will catch you from Jacksonville. That's where I'll be Friday. One. All right. Take it easy. disagree with what's said on this podcast well come join us on the facebook page that started it all football trash talk for real fans you can let loy know how much the eagles suck tell atticus how delusional he is about all new york sports remind chris that the browns are one of four teams to never reach the super bowl or even talk about the hottest slot receiver of all time randall cobb Whatever you do, just don't be a fan of the NFC East. We have enough of that crap already. Come check us out. There's always more room at the barbecue. Anyway, this has been the Football Trash Talk for Real Fans podcast. It's been a pleasure, and as always, F your team. Stay safe out there.